I didn't have any fun at all and thought it was terrible and could not wait for it to be over every second I was sitting there. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Film Find, the greatest movie podcast ever. Assuming you've never listened to a movie podcast before, I am your host, Adam Portress, and back from the land of the dead is one Matt Smith. Hey, everybody. I'm just sitting here uh, looking through this entire series of uh, 1990 Tops movie cards for Dick Tracy. Uh, I believe somewhere in my father's collection, he has exactly that, my friend. Because uh, <laughs> that was it's the, a, the era, man. It's a big deal. 1990, Dick Tracy got so many images of Warren Beatty just looking fucking dope. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. Now, if you get... Oh, well, that's definitely something. We'll have you all... I don't know when the heck we're going to do it, because God knows the, the calendar for H&P fills up so fucking fast now, it's ridiculous. Uh, but yeah, whenever we got a lot of lot of shitty direct to video films oh, coming yeah, out. Oh, oh well, believe you me, and uh, and and television, just so so much goddamn television. It's unbelievable. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We'll be doing FX this or uh, FX's uh, Legion this week, so uh, at least we'll have some good stuff every now and then. Uh, yeah, that'll be good. So uh, you know, we got all that kind of good stuff, but uh, we're back. We're back. It's been some time. Uh, so you've gone on some sort of archaeological uh, expedition yeah, or something I, along those lines, yes? Yeah, I believe in, uh, Indiana Jones called it a research sabbatical. Yeah, there you go. It's uh, uh, you know we're just no, going I, up to find the Ark of the Covenant. You know how things are. <laughs> I'm just trying to finish my stupid fucking dissertation. I have like uh, two months left to do it. I still have two chapters to write. Uh, two and a half chapters to write because one, I have to rewrite half of it. Um, and it's driving me fucking nuts. I'm also still working the film festival, which is in another uh, week and a half. And, uh, yeah, I'm just go. I'm fucking overworked. And who uh, knew there was that much to write about the movie flubber, right? I mean, you know, well, there's a lot. If you go back to the original, if yeah. you're just writing about the remake, it's, the it's very Williams little. One. But there, there's an original and a sequel. So if you're doing those, the, the you're good to go. Yeah, no, those are look. Those are. A lot I mean, of I, movies. I've so far gotten 230 pages out of it. So there you go. See, he's doing real stuff. He's not. He's not <laughs> going off and just playing tiddlywinks or whatever the fuck it is you kids do these days. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, uh, but your pogs, sir. Pogs, half is back. I got my slammer, motherfucker. Oh man, there's some people out there who go. I don't even know what that is. And it's like you're missing out, my friend. Yeah, you well, or they're not. <laughs> they're yeah. either missing out or not missing out. I it's look. It was. It was. It look. It was a time. <laughs> Maybe a time uh-huh. that's uh, thankfully gone. But uh, you know. Uh, but we are back, everybody, and so we, of course, have. Uh, we're going to cover some stuff. Uh, we we don't. We're going to hmm, because our what you've been watching segment is so long, and Matt's a little bit pressed for time. Uh, we're going to save a giant what you've been watching segment for later. Uh, but I do want to talk about a couple of things here uh, that we've kind of reviewed on the show, and just get Matt's take because uh, Matt has been seeing movies. He may not have been you know able to get on the show to review all those things, but you've seen them though. Right. Yeah. Uh, a good amount. Depend. Depending. I mean, we'll see when you go down the list which ones I have thoughts. Uh, okay. On. What are your thoughts on uh, Pacific Rim? Uh, really enjoyed it. Not not a great movie. Uh, a solid enough sequel idea. Uh, had fun. Like I like big shit 
fighting other big shit. It's good. Good. Uh, Thoroughbreds, what are your thoughts? Uh, didn't actually get a chance to see it. It was uh, limited uh, in its second week in release here, and uh, it just the time didn't work out. So uh, uh, hopefully hopefully I'll like it and see it soon. If you listen to my review, uh, I wish I would have liked it more. Uh, all right, so I'm just going to go through the stuff we covered. We're going to see if you saw it or not. I don't know. All right. Uh, you probably didn't. Wrinkle in time. Did not see it. Good move. Heard it was terrible. Uh, <laughs> listened to the episode. Heard it was terrible on there. So Fucking good. I uh, feel confident. Uh, you didn't see Gringo either, right? Did not get a chance to see Gringo. Yeah, no. you did miss a lot. Uh, you did see Death Wish though. Did see Death Wish. Enjoyed the hell out of it. Uh, thought it was hilarious and uh, appropriately violent. Uh, uh, don't give a shit about the like gun thing because I think it's anti-gun. But so is the original. Yeah. Uh, Annihilation. Oh, fucking loved it, man. One of the best uh, sci-fi movies I've seen in, in theaters in a long fucking time. Uh, probably since uh, Ex Machina, quite actually. Yeah. Um, but yeah, loved it. Good stuff. Uh, did you see Game Night? Did see Game Night. Uh, maybe the, maybe outside of Annihilation, the best movie I've seen in theaters this year. Mm. I, I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I, uh, honestly, it would, is. Would watch multiple times. We're talking about a funny movie today, but at, 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 but I'll spoiler alert: Game Night still funniest movie of 2018 so far, hands down. Agreed, agreed. Uh, Den of Thieves, uh, mediocre heat knockoff. Uh, there were parts I enjoyed, parts I hated. Performances I mostly did not like. Okay. Although although I did I did like uh, Gerard Butler uh, for once, not doing the same old uh, nasty washed up old man bullshit it's pretty close though <laughs> pretty close but he gets he's slightly different and he's good at it so yeah it was fine uh did you get a chance to see early man did not get a chance to see early man you'll you, you like Ardman? you'll enjoy it uh and i know you've seen black panther saw black panther fucking awesome uh enjoyed the hell out of it um still like thor more i think yeah fair enough uh okay uh, did you now we haven't talked about this on the show or anything, but uh, we're just going to go through a, a little backlog here, not too much. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, did you see Tomb Raider? I did. I really liked it. Actually, I saw it's, Tomb Raider. Okay, well, we'll actually let's say let's. Uh, you want to do, do a little mini? Let's do a mini review of that. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. Honestly, I'm going to say that Tomb Raider, this new Tomb Raider, is probably the best video game adaptation uh, in movie form yet uh it's, yeah it's, probably it's really, we'll, we'll chat we'll chat it's really really good i you know it's it's a fun time uh and we'll so we'll do a special little one and hey that's what you do over at the film fire and uh patreon.com slash the film fine we'll talk about that more in just a sec uh let's see uh what was the other i lost my damn place hold on oh, <laughs> uh snap. you didn't see i'm sure you didn't see acrimony the new one from tyler perry i'll tell you i, I didn't get a chance i'll to give it. you a hot second on that one uh, not very good. Just do yourself a f it's It's not absolutely horrible, but it's certainly not good. See Fatal Attraction. It's the same film, but Fatal Attraction's way better. Okay. Uh, Unsane, Steven Soderbergh's new flick, filmed all on an iPhone. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to see it. It disappeared second week. Fast and Furious, that one did. But uh, I yeah. enjoyed it quite but, but a lot. But everybody likes it. Yeah, yeah. If you, uh, if, if you love the guy, you do. And that's uh, that certainly do. Uh, and again, we'll just kind of, we're speeding through a couple things. I know you didn't see Chappaquiddick. I did. It's good. Not amazing. It's all right. Um, did, did they admit that he killed the, killed the person? It's, it's 
fairly or ev- they leave it really vague. It's fairly evident that this that she was left there, and because most a uh-huh. lot of people think that she actually drowned and she was actually suffocated in the air hole that was kind of left. So uh-huh. from what I understand, the producers, you know, they they took a pretty good you know swath and just were like, hey, we're just following the facts that were kind of presented and everything. And, you know, they're not laying down. I mean, because there were rumors that they had, you know, like he had a relationship with her. They don't do any of that. They don't assume any of those sort of things. It was an accident happened. He escaped. She did not. And in the following, you know, uh, fuck up later of just not reporting it and the fact that if they had reported it, perhaps this girl could have gotten out and lived. And but there's yeah. other there was rumors and stuff. Now none of this is covered in the movie that she might have been pregnant. They don't delve into any of that, so it's not conspiratorial or like accusatorial of going like we think it might be this. It's none of that. It's very factual okay. as to what's out well, there. Acting is really good. It's enjoyable. It's 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 not great, but you know it's it's a movie that 50 years. It's surprising that it hadn't been made at some point. Yeah. All right. Uh, but 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 worth a worth a Netflix if you're on a on a sunny day on a Sunday day or some such shit. Um, okay. And I, I think that's about it for right now. Uh, I the other thing, any other what I've been watching. Uh, I've been watching. I think I'm up to like season seven worth of Frasier now in the past like two weeks. <laughs> it's just been, uh-huh. it's been what I put on in the background. I you know it was a show that I watched as you know as as a young man growing up. I mean it's eleven seasons for the damn thing. So obviously I watched it for quite some time. And uh, but still, just a fantastic show. It's amazing how much I remember and all that kind of good stuff, and uh, still holds up pretty darn well. Uh, other than that, uh, that's all I'll talk about for right now. Okay. <clears throat> so that's a quick what you've been watching, everybody. You never thought we'd get through one of those that fast, did you? <laughs> Lightning round. Everybody's like, no, I thought that would have been like 45 minutes with that discussion. And normally you would be correct. However, I do want to talk a little bit about the people that take the time to go over to patreon.com slash the film find and help join us out here. Even though, Matt, even though we've been uh we've been ghosting, we've been we've been quiet for a couple weeks. We have got a new person that joined on over at patreon.com slash the film find. We are now up to 16 people help supporting this show, keeping the keeping the Woo-hoo! website and all that kind of good jazz going. And the newest member of that crew, I have to say, has one of the best names that we have ever gotten on this program. Amber Justice. How badass is that name? <laughs> Amazing. Amber Justice uh, has uh, jumped up and uh, pledged five bucks a month. And Amber, we thank you so much for that. And of course, everybody else that jumps over to patreon.com slash the film find. I am going to be going in and uh, I've been I've been battling sickness for the past two weeks, uh, but I'm getting I'm almost 100 percent better. Uh, but I'm bringing back the film find five. Matt, if you've got a couple you want to record and send our way at any point, go ahead and I'll let, try let me know. Uh, but I have several in mind, several uh, thoughts and stuff, be they reviews, be they things about the news, whatever. And those will be going exclusively to the people at patreon.com slash the film find. And that's at all levels. So even if you're uh, throwing in a buck, uh, we really appreciate that, man. Uh, so let's do, uh, let's open up the mailbag, shall we? Oh, snap. Bale's here. And this one is from someone who is actually a Patreon supporter, our good friend, Maria. Uh, and it's entitled Pacific Rim, Love, Simon, Blockers, and Game Night. 
Hey guys, so I've seen a few movies over the past uh, few weeks and wanted to give you my quick thoughts on them. Pacific Rim, I saw this with my six-year-old boy because he likes monsters and he loved it. I didn't see the first one, was super confused, but for whatever it was, it was enjoyable. (laughs) I wish I'd listened to the Film Find episode on it before watching it, though. I love Simon. I saw this with a friend. I thought it was a really sweet story about adolescence and love and being true to yourself. I loved it. Granted, it was not the best movie ever, but it was very nicely done. I personally didn't think the trailer did it justice. Well, the trailer was kind of weak. I'll be honest. I didn't see it because it because honestly, the trailer didn't do it much justice. I was like, oh, this is going to be the same old thing that we've always seen. Blockers. Now, this is Maria's, not us or our review here yet. You'll hear ours in a moment. Blockers, this movie was hilarious. The pacing was good. The jokes are on point. It was a great comedy that was uh, not as predictable as I thought it would be. Do our reviews match up? Find out in a moment. Uh, game night, I just want to say that I've seen this thing three times with three different people. <laughs> How's uh-huh. that for a for an endorsement? Yeah, I've seen her tweeting about it. Uh, this is my favorite comedy of the year so far. So hilarious. On multiple rewatches, I've discovered different things I didn't realize uh, earlier, which was cool as well. Thanks for everything you do. Keep up the uh, being the greatest movie podcast ever. For real, Maria from upstate New York. Maria, thanks for the email. And yeah, like I said, Game Night, uh, not to spoil the review blockers coming up, but Game Night is still the funniest movie uh, of the year so far. Yes, it's... um, And it's just, it's not even just funny. It's really well done. It's Yeah, it's it's, it's actually like really good. It's got the whole shebang. So far, it's one of the best movies I've seen this year, period. Actually, you know, you're, you're not wrong. (laughs) <laughs> just, yeah. just movies wise it, it, it's that darn good So, uh, and of course as always if you would like to email us we'd like to read that email on this here program so you can do that by uh, emailing us at thefilmfind at gmail.com we really appreciate everybody that does that uh, so let's do this uh, hold on <laughs> Uh, like I said, we Matt's been out for a little while, so we're kind of catching up on a little bit of stuff here. But what we would like to do is go ahead and listen to a trailer for our first new release of this week. This is the trailer for Ready Player One. Hopefully. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure all this stuff out. Hypothetically. Hypothetically, it's coming. There we go. This is the Oasis. It's a place where the limits of reality are your own imagination. People come to the Oasis for all the things they can do, but they stay because of all the things they can be. I'm here talking to all of you now because our future is being threatened. I just came here to escape, but I found something much bigger than myself. I found my friends. I found love. And now, people have lost their lives. No, 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 no. This is war. We're controlling the future. Find him. Welcome to the rebellion, Wade. You don't tell anyone who you are. You can't use your real name. Hold on to something. This isn't just a game. I'm talking about actual. 
actual life and death stuff. What's going on? This truck is in my Mario Kart! Mama! Ask yourself, are you willing to fight? That was a trailer for Ready Player One, our first new release review of the week. And I'll say this, I think this movie could like have done better business had it had better trailers. I mean, I don't think any of the trailers, I mean, they, they looked good, but they didn't like, none of them actually made me super stoked about the movie. And I think it's due to the song choices. Uh, like the the majority of them use this, you know, the, the old, uh, you know, shit from uh, fucking Wizard of Oz and whatnot, which, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, and, and the other one, you know, with Rush, and Rush is all fine and well, but, you know, uh, you know yeah. it's fucking well, 2018. That was Willy Wonka, but... Or whatever, you know what I mean. Uh, well, uh... I, I just don't think... I, I, just, I, I don't know that better trailers would have saved this. Here's what tanked this movie. Hold on, here's the IMDb plotline. <laughs> when the creator uh. of a virtual world called the Oasis dies, he releases a video in which he challenges all Oasis users to find his Easter egg, which will grant uh, which will give the finder his fortune. This is directed by Steven Spielberg, written by Zach Penn and Ernest Cline, based on Ernest Cline's books. Starring uh, Ty Sheridan, Olivia, uh, Olivia Cook, uh, Ben Mendelsohn, and uh, more. Go ahead. Uh, here, uh, here's what tanked this movie and made no one interested in seeing it. Uh, gamers. <laughs> okay. Uh, and specifically what I mean is uh, it's all great and fine to have a book that's about the nostalgia of 1980s pop culture and gaming and uh, all of that. Uh, it's a ni- it's another thing entirely for those people to uh, then harass a bunch of people online for being women and minorities. Okay. And uh, so, real quick here, I just out of my own curiosity so I can just fill in some gaps and stuff. Have you read the book? Uh-huh. Uh, I attempted to, and it's shit. So yeah, that's no. what most people have said. So, I, 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 okay, I just wanted to. I just wanted. It's to, uh, poorly written, Drek. Um, but how do you really feel? <laughs> well, how I really feel is that this is the worst movie I've seen in a long fucking time. Wow. All right. Okay. That's how I really feel. Uh, look, I'll, I'll, I'll start, and, and then then I'll allow <laughs> you 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 uh, you lift him up. And then I'm going to drop the just, hammer with my Paul Blart comparison. Here's the thing. I, I don't think this movie's terrible. I, I, it's not great by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, for what it was, I think the story is kind of has a weak weakness to it. Uh, I, I don't understand how the structure of the world really works all that well. It's like they feel like they try to explain it, but even in doing so, they don't do so very well. Yeah. Uh, it's so it's okay, but I like. There's a couple set pieces that are really fun. I I just it was an amusement. Well, there's one that's really fun. It was, and am- I'll talk about why. It was amusement park ride, and and if if we're thinking of the same one, I wish they would have done that more. Uh, but we'll talk about it. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's it's, a, it's an, like I said. It's an amusement park ride, and for what it was, it it was fine. I saw it in 3D. It was you know it was it was fun. It was a fun disposable popcorn movie to me. Go ahead. I was bored throughout <laughs> the whole entire thing. Like literally 20 minutes in, I was like, oh, my God, this still has two hours left. <laughs> um, 
where I come down on this uh, very broadly, and then I can go very specific, is this is Steven Spielberg's worst movie since 1941. And it's maybe even worse than that because it doesn't even have the saving grace of a Belushi or an Aykroyd uh, screen presence in it. Um, I think that the CGI, while purposefully done to look like video games, also looks like bad video game CG. Hmm. I think that the set pieces are generally unimaginative and uninspired, and as far as rides go, shitty ones. And beyond that, I think the only slightly enjoyable part is the Shining sequence, which is not even a part of the book, because... Uh, WB didn't want to fork over rights for that shit mm-hmm. from the book. They own The Shining, and Spielberg slightly cared about doing that sequence because he's a Kubrick guy. Right, they were buddies. Um, I think that Spielberg either was completely disinterested in actually doing this movie, or he actively hated it, and I'm. The more I think about it, I fall on the latter portion of this. I think he really hated the book. Uh, I think that he really hated the subject of the film. Well, just as far and as was like completely his uninspired goes, by it. As far as his history goes, though, like he was like I mean, even if you listen to you know books, this is or you know that that are you know were printed way before you know mm-hmm. the media hype machine came in here. Uh, Spielberg was like the first of like, you know, that kind of movie brat generation and stuff who um, who who got on to video games like he was a big video game guy. He's like the first one of all the guys to get like a Pong machine in his house. And like he was a big video game nerd in the early you know 80s and stuff like that. So he, he comes by, by what they say. He comes by like in video games, uh, you know, early on. Oh, yeah. No, that's not what I mean. What I mean is. um you remember that thing that we're told is the meaning of the of the story, the theme of the story. We're told it four times in the last twenty minutes verbally by characters. Uh, it didn't. You remember sti- that thing? It didn't stick with me very well. <laughs> well, that uh, that in that in of itself is a problem. But the the thing that we're told repeatedly, um, and in fact, it's like the main thing, right? Uh, is is that uh, it's basically that reality is what matters, right? Right. Yeah. 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 That's the theme of the of the film, right? Uh, and it matters so much to being the theme of the film because not only do we learn it from Mark Rylance's character, but literally five minutes later we hear it from the main character when he says, I was in there and this is what the guy who designed the game said and then he just repeats the line verbatim, mm-hmm. right? Which is uh, shitty screenwriting, by the way. Right. Yeah, it, um, it's not something that he kind of came and but, like and, and figured out himself and then was just like, "Hey, here's here's the lesson that I learned from like to use Wizard of Oz, uh to here's what here's what the uh the the man behind the curtain told me and I need well, I needed to figure that out for myself." kind of thing. Uh right. Yeah, I don't think he figured it out really, but No, no, but no, 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 that's, that, what, that's what that's what I'm saying. It needed to yeah. be that. But but beyond that, um uh, why I say Spielberg hates the the subject of the film is that that is not actually um, how the book handles that situation. Okay. The book handles it a little more nostalgically and in line with fandom. 
as opposed to going whole hog. Uh, none of this shit really matters. It's it's the real world thing. And that's why I say I think Spielberg actively hated the subject and was largely disinterested in actually doing the film. Well, uh, I mean, for somebody that said, for, for somebody that like came to the conclusion that like, oh, yeah, by the by. Uh, the thing that matters is reality. They're like, okay, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you can't go into the thing. Right. <laughs> all right two days a week, all right? Uh, because I guess it's become so uh, ingrained into their their c- culture. And it's not it's not a good thing. Like, none of this is a good thing. Now, granted, people are they're, they're moving because I guess it's virtual reality and all that kind of jazz. Uh, but they're like social interaction. And while I do believe interacting with people online is social interaction, it is not person to person interaction. They are they're both can be beneficial things, but both are two separate things that can separately and should separately happen. Uh, yeah. I don't disagree with any of that, right? I don't. I barely disagree with a lot of the ideas in the film. I just think it's boring and terribly made and poorly written and has no interesting characters and very few things for me to look at that I find interesting in any way and totally ruins several other characters who should never have been put in this movie, but because uh, Warner Brothers owns the IP of them, they're in there anyway, like the Iron Giant. Well, yeah, that's honestly that's a big problem with it is like especially when you bring something to, you know, mass media that's not like that that's from like the book that is like where you can do whatever you'd like to do, you know, have a billion things, billion references. And that's what I'm to really understand the book is. And that's why I'm almost not interested in it. That's just like more of a hey, it's it's more member berries than anything else. And I'm like, I'm not fucking interested in that. Uh, I'd rather have a story than like, hey, wasn't it cool? And like, you know, w- with the DeLorean, I'm like, yeah, I, I fucking love the DeLorean. That's why yeah, I watched Back to the Future. Yeah, right. Like, you know I, what I, mean? I don't know. I, when I was reading the the portion of the book that I made it through, all I could sit there and think was like, yeah, I remember the Chris Farley show too. Yeah, it's like okay, well, yeah, that stuff was awesome. Like, do you remember this? Yeah, it was awesome. Uh, yeah, but great. To me, Point. but you're you're right though. The thing that would have been cool, like the part that got me most interested, was the shining bit, because uh-huh. you know we are in a uh, you know a, an absolute replica of of you know the entire Overlook Hotel and stuff. Yeah, and it's cool because it's a and place specifically that, the filmed mm-hmm. version of it. Yes. Yeah, we know exactly where we are. We know exactly what this is. We know when he goes into room two thirty eight, what's going to go on in there, and it was it was cool. I would have loved to see them jump to other things that were similar to that because it felt like like to go on the on the ride explanation again. It would be more like, hey, we're on this ride now. Now we're on this ride. And to have that kind of cool feeling of going in an amusement park, because that's essentially what the Oasis is, right? It's a giant amusement uh-huh. park that you can go anywhere, do anything. Uh, you know, what if we went over into Transformers Land, or we went over into, you know, E.T. World, or whatever? You know what I mean? Just have something that's like that. Uh, Jurassic Park, for fuck's sake. Uh, any of these things, but we we had that one really cool experience, and everything else is like while we go, oh, there's King Kong, or oh, there's the T Rex from Jurassic Park. Um, they're not nothing is specific enough or feels you know honed enough to where you know it's it's more like find the Easter egg of you know the the reference as opposed to like yeah, it's, hey it's we should all be enjoying this ride. And no, yeah. And um, I'll, I'll, I'll 100% agree with that. And I wish we got more of that kind of shining sort of thing. Not specifically that, of course, but more more like, 
oh, we're over it. This is the James Bond well, where you know, level a point. or something. Right? Like, this, like, the thing about The Shining thing is not only is it, uh, like, not terrible, um, but it has a narrative point to it happening. Mm-hmm. And the other set pieces really don't. They really don't have a narrative point. Not particularly. Like even even the big battle at the end barely has a narrative purpose. No, it's just to throw all the stuff in there. Like uh, yeah. for fuck's sake, and it's this is all Warner Brothers, is that right? Uh, most of it, yeah. Warner yeah. Brothers and New Line. Yeah. Why? Why no Lord of the Rings in this? Like mad. How is like they did not go to like Mordor or anything like that? It's like literally like do this if you want to do the stuff that you own, do the stuff you own, bro. Come on. Yeah, I mean that might be bound up in uh, in different contracts they have with like how many times they can use them and stuff. I don't yeah. know, right? It's um, it's bizarre. It just but, feels like there's so many missed opportunities in there to do so. And I, I get licensing and, and whatnot, but you know, but yeah. to me it was cool to see kind of like what was sort of uh, from what I'm told. This is not me because I don't. I, that's it's not my forte. Is a, uh-huh. a ripoff of uh, Mega Godzilla that apparently was not the real one, <laughs> from what I'm told. Uh, you know, fight a Gundam and shit. That's uh, fucking I, look, cool. Like, but it is. Yeah, it, it's, but it's, it's more. Fine. But, it's but, whatever, but, right? It's, like, but you're right. No, it's it's the it is what what it sounds like the book is, which is just like yes, I like seeing the things that I know do do cool things together, which is cool. But is it ultimately a great story? No, I, like like I said, I I had fun with it, but I'm not calling this you know a great movie by any stretch of the imagination. It's very yeah, I, very disposable. I didn't have any fun at all and thought it was terrible and could not wait for it to be over every second I was sitting there. <laughs> um, I hated it so much, Adam, that uh, I would rather watch Paul Blart Mall Cop and Paul Blart Mall Cop 2 back to back than a single second more of Ready Player One. That's a bold statement of which I am in no way associating myself with whatsoever. But hey, man, different At least my mind folks. can wander during those films. <laughs> I think I get that. I think I get that. All right, let's uh, let's jump on here, kids. Let's uh, uh, check out our second new release of the week. Here is the trailer for the aforementioned Blockers. Oh, thanks, Kino, with your fucking... Bye. I think our daughters are friends. I think that makes us friends. <laughs> I'm Hunter. I'm Lisa. That's my Julie. I'm Mitchell. Kayla's hero. It's prom. They're so grown up. I can't even hug my daughter anymore without feeling her boobs. <laughs> Just high fives from now on. Okay. <laughs> Julie left her laptop open. You guys are snooping on our kids? No. We don't understand what they're saying, so it's not snooping. Oh my god, I love puzzles. <laughs> Some about an eggplant. And teenage emoji eggplants are dicks. Wait, what? All emojis have a secret meaning, so like trees are we, and this thing is yes, queen. Yes, queen. So she's gonna get roses, yeah. kiss, and then touch his dick eggplant. What about a drool coming out of the smiley face? That's jizz. Stand down. It is. Look, it's coffee, but this is a sex pact. They're planning on losing their virginity on prom night. I mean, it's not sex. They're just saying, hey, you're okay with me. You're okay with me. Baby. No, I fucking knew it. Our girls are not thinking things through. I'm going to stop them. I'm in. Let's cock block those motherfuckers. This is our last big night together. This pact is going to make tonight even more perfect. 
getting away. WWVDD. What would Vin Diesel do? <laughs> Superhuman strength. I can do this. What the fuck? This is so messed up. Uh, did your dad try to stop you when you wanted to lose your virginity? He's too busy high-fiving me. I'll do anything for my daughter. What about a little chugging contest? Bring it. Wait, what? We're butt chugging. You got this, dog. No, I'm tagging out. You're in. What? You've a baby. Everything's looser down there. I don't have a baby out of my butt. On the count of three. One. Oh, not a fan. I am tripping so hard. I just had a vision. My dad was chugging beer through his asshole. I can't do anymore. Pose, break. Pose, pose. That was the trailer for Blockers. Uh, when it was initially uh, uh, pitched and everything, and you saw the release for it and stuff, it was actually first entitled, as you might tell from all the advertising, Cock Blockers. But you mm-hmm. can't say cock on the, on the television or print or whatever. It's, 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 it doesn't behoove people. Uh, here's the IMDb plot line. Three parents try to stop their daughters from having sex on prom night. This is uh, directed by Kay Cannon, which is a great name. I love the, like, Kay Cannon. It sounds so badass. Uh, starring Leslie Mann, John Cena, Ike Barinholtz, uh, Ka- uh, Catherine Newton. I can't, the IMDb cut off the, uh, Geraldine's last fucking name. It's visa. It's too many letters for uh, IMDb. Uh, but she's this in one, it. This one, Nathan. There you go. Ramona Young uh, and uh, Gideon Al- uh, Adlon. There you go. And and the entirety of Mr. Gary Cole. Oh, yeah. I was going to get to Gary Cole. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. This uh, this flick was fun. It was. Listen, if you've heard the trailer, which you have, uh, you know what this movie is. You know what this movie is all about. And uh, you know exactly what it is going in. Does it purport itself to be more than that? No. Is it more than that? Not really. Is it a good, uh, entertaining time of the film? I say so. Yes. Yeah, I th- I think it is very good, um, and it does. It is not exactly what you expect from the trailer, which is also nice. So I agree with Maria there. Mm-hmm. Um, I. I also think that it is a nice a, a nice twist on the teenage sex comedy. It's true. It's it is nice that we do, you know, cuz normally when you have these things the of course uh default is because most of these things are written by dudes is to have them be dudes. And yeah. obviously the the goal is to uh to to do it and uh, you know obviously girls have that sort of urges and stuff too uh mm-hmm. and of course as society deems it it is uh for us them to not have them do it but i will say the one thing about uh, you know and and again this is the film fine we do spoilers for every movie that we review as we review them so keep that in mind uh but this movie itself uh you're right it doesn't it doesn't lend to its uh native thing and, and it doesn't also he doesn't say, hey, everyone has sex or everyone doesn't have sex. Everyone learns a little something different. Yeah, and, and that's and what's not nice only about that, it. but like, you know, half the film, at, at the very least, a little more than half the film, although it's nicely divided narratively between both parents and, and, and the students, is, is about the parents. Yes. Um, and, and their and, which is also something you don't things, get yeah. a lot of in teen sex comedies. 
Right. Parents are practically non-existent in most of these things. Right. I mean, and and so it was nice, uh, nice twist on the formula in two separate ways here. I think. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: uh, Can we at this point? I was never a huge fan ahead of time, but at this point, I, are, are we? Are we? Can we almost say that John Cena is a national treasure at this point? He's coming. Uh, he's coming close. Look, he's coming I, close. I I think that the that we we're not there yet. Okay. Um, I think I'm on board. I'm, I'm not. I'm not quite. I'm on there board. Yet. I like the guy a whole lot. I think national treasure. Uh, I you know you'd have to be like a like a, a Dave Bautista or something. We're getting there though. I think I think we're but, he's, but closing in. He's what he is way. and what's amazing, uh, g- given his background. I mean, professional wrestling gets shit on, but all those dudes like they're actors. Exactly. Right? Uh, and, and what's, what's actually really remarkable is, is that John Cena has amazing comedic timing. Very much. Like really good comedic timing. It's, it's, it's no question that he's an okay actor and, and a good actor even, but like, as far as doing comedies go, uh, like, I don't think that you could put the rock in this comedy and have his timing work. The rock has comedic timing. Mm-hmm. But it's not like comedy chops comedic timing. And John Cena has that. It's almost a different thing. And as much as I like The Rock, what I love about Cena is he's also very self-deprecating in everything he does. And he's able to really laugh at himself of something that, like, as much as I like The Rock, I don't know that The Rock has that much of an ability to do like John Cena's doing. Well, it's not a star persona one. But but on on top of that, I, I just think, like, if you can get into a movie and really hold your own with Ike Barinholtz, right? Who who is like I think one of the funniest comedic actors working. I mean, his his stand up's great and and I love it. But like, you know, this that guy nails it in every movie he's in. Yeah, it's just like, like he's, and always he's in that some t- bad ones, but like I will watch <laughs> anything Ike Barinholtz is in, right? Um, and I think if you can hold your own with him, that really does say something. Yeah. Because here he's fucking hilarious. And, and again, you're, you're right. And he plays that very Ike Barinholtz type character. He's very over the top. He's very big and stuff. So you have a lot to compete with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and Cena, you know, he goes big when it's necessary. But his his way of, of dealing with that is he, he goes into the character. And his character, even though he's this very big guy, is actually this very insular, inside head person sensitive kind of guy yeah yeah and uh it works it works really well and and cena doesn't always play that i'm just saying as a counterbalance to what baron holtz is doing and even what leslie mann is doing in this thing mm-hmm. uh he's he's very good and holds his own yeah and, and leslie mann just i'm like and she's she's great and you know pretty much anything that she does as well she's got just an awesome poise to her you buy her and whatever you know she ends up doing and she has that great quality of of she can do the mom and still actually also be very sexy at the same time. Uh, uh-huh. And but I, I love what she does because there's a lot that her character is not allowed to say and has to just kind of you, you have to just kind of feel coming from it. And and yeah. and of course you know the physical comedy and stuff as well that that goes on the you know great crab walk and all that fun stuff. Oh yeah. Uh, yes indeed Uh, so you know you have to be so it's not only just being able to say the lines it's being able to physically do the stuff and and everything in there 
it's a good time. Now let's let's talk about the kids. The kids are all really great. Which again, uh, while the parents are good, you know, seasoned actors by and large, uh, the kids could be what ends up breaking this thing. But all the kids are really great. Uh, yeah, L- yes, all of the younger actors are very good, except for um, the guys. The, the the guys that they're with, ex- uh, the, the no, they're fine. There's they're only play- one that I'm kind of yeah. The the joke is that they're playing the shitty girl roles that are normally there. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, of course. Right? And so like you don't you don't do anything with those. But <laughs> well, like but no, that's like true. I get. It. Well, fair enough. But like the girl that plays John Cena's uh uh kid mm-hmm. is great. Oh yeah, and she's the, hilarious. The kid, right? She's like, a lot of fun. The the girl that plays I like they're all great. Mhm. Um in very different ways and that's a, another thing that's great about them is that they are Without feeling like stereotypical bullshit, they're very different characters. It doesn't feel uh-huh. like, oh, we've got the jock, the bad girl, and you know the the cheerleader. It doesn't feel like that, but yet they still have their own very distinct personalities. Right. So, and and they have some of them have hats. <laughs> uh, the, the kids. Who amongst us um, doesn't like a good hat? Uh, let's, let's talk for a second about the, the, uh, nudity in this film yeah. because it's there and it's not from, uh, where you might expect it. Normally you would expect it during the teen sex scenes, uh, at least in the, in the classical form of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not at all. In fact, uh, the two biggest scenes with nudity in them, uh, one is, uh, Gary Cole just fucking putting it out there. <laughs> uh, and it's not a prosthetic. That's actually him. Uh, that was confirmed in an interview I saw earlier this week. Good for you, Gary. Um, <laughs> uh, well, that, that's exactly what the interview interviewer said. <laughs> like Leslie Mann said something about like, yeah, props had like a prosthetic all made up and he's like, no, I'll just do it. And so he got out there and, and did it. And the interviewer goes, good for him. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, um, some might say but, he's the, he's the Willem <laughs> Dafoe of, of character actors, but, uh, <laughs> but, but beyond that, uh, I, Jesus fucking Christ. Did you see John Cena's legs when he was doing the fucking, uh, beer, uh, beer bong scene? Yeah. He's a, Holy he's, shit. That dude has some horse haunches, man. He's a beast of a man. That motherfucker's legs they are they look like tree trunks. Yeah. With like looks like Leslie Mann goes to hold his hand like her tiny little hand up against him. It's just like so uh-huh. like, and his hands themselves are just like fucking oven mitts. Oh yeah, for sure. What a massive fucking guy, man. Yeah. I mean, like I was really in awe uh, of that shit. I was like, "Holy shit, that guy really fucking is ripped like I've never even seen before." Like I don't I don't think that the rock's legs look like that. Depends on how you grease them up. (laughs) 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 Don't know what that means. Uh, But yeah, like that's it. Hey, Gina Gershon's still getting it done. Oh, yeah. Come on. Holy cow. And I, but again, I I love, again, something that's a little bit different than. But again, it's just like it literally is just fucking Gary Cole is the only like real completely nude person in this fucking movie. Yeah, she's she's got And it's hilarious. (laughs) That scene is great. Uh, the ball grabbing, oh, hilarious! And, I died with the subtitles like, was, and everything. The subtitles, going back, and, it's, yes, it's it was so good. Really, really smart, really funny. And then just the big payoff right at the end, uh, right when it, mm-hmm. it's so good. 
but but definitely works. Hey, it's a lot of fun. And uh, did 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 we recognize a building towards the end of this film? Oh yeah, because it was shot here in Atlanta. <laughs> it most certainly was. I just like it. Like, hmm, gee, I wonder where this, this has uh, been shot. Sheridan, right? I think so. Yeah. Yes, the Sheridan. Uh, the funny part is though, no, that uh, must. I don't know if they just shot that there or what the deal was because I waited through the credits. Uh, no regular Georgia Peach there at the bottom. It's kind of shocking. Uh, it, yeah, it probably wasn't enough to to Qualify get them the full same. tax credit, or or they didn't include that thing. I don't know. It's certainly there. By the way, uh, Sharon, if you want to put us up in uh, Dragon Con and put us in uh, <laughs> one of them nice suites there, I'll take that shit right now, boy. Uh, Thefilmfinder.gmail.com. <laughs> I know they're listening. I'm, I'm sure they're listening to this show. To this show specifically. specifically right here, right now. It's what they do. I can't. You, you can't blame them. No one can blame them. Oh, th- these guys reviewed blockers. That, they shot a few scenes in our hotel rooms. Feels like we, we ought to, to this give show. them the fucking red carpet treatment over here. <laughs> not only sh- not not only do they listen, but they listen and they decide that that, that, that the fucking ten minutes that we talked about this thing, two minutes of which that we mentioned their specific hotel, that that is what we then they, incur thousands I, of dollars worth of room for over the course of four days. <laughs> I think what I think what you're saying is that there are two hundred dollar level patron advertisers. <laughs> hey, well, that's a thing that we created for a specific reason, people. <laughs> Patreon.com. Uh, all, all Sheridan all the time on the film five. That's what we listen. That's what I've been trying to say to everybody. Sheridan all Hotels fucking... presents. Sheridan Hotels presents the film fine. Ooh, doesn't that have a ring to it? I'm tagging. <laughs> I'm tagging them in the, the fucking Twitter this week. Uh, that sounds good. Let's do it. <laughs> I mean, like, um, I heard this show and it's filthy. No, thank you. Do you, do you want to talk about this uh, Jim from the Office movie? <laughs> Yes, let's do that. Um, it's going to be a little bit different, but that's what I like about it. Let's go ahead and listen to the trailer for A Quiet Place. Uh, that's that bullshit they always play before them on the goddamn fucking YouTubes. Hold on. Jesus Christ, I'm a cracker.
Alrighty, everybody, that is a trailer for A Quiet Place. I know what you're saying. Adam, there was no dialogue in that. It was mostly just music and sound effects and stuff. Well, guess what? The movie itself is pretty much like that. And that is honestly what makes it a uh, pretty darn good movie. Here's the IMDb plot line. A family is forced to live in silence while hiding from creatures that uh, hunt by sound. This is a directed, the directorial debut of star John Krasinski, also starring Emily Blunt, uh, <clears throat> Millicent uh, Simmons, uh, Noah Jupe, Jupe, sure, uh, Cade Nordwood, and that's and, and the guy in the woods. Uh, okay, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm, like I said, I'm still <laughs> trying to get over the sick. Uh, yeah, I, when the when this trailer came out, man, I I got like the gist of it. Right, I saw what they were kind of doing. I was like, okay, and then I just stopped. Like like 20 seconds in, I closed my eyes. I didn't want to know anything else. I'm like, I get it. You got to be quiet. The things come after you. There you go. Uh, so I didn't watch any of these trailers outside of those first 30 seconds because I got the conceit and I'm just like, don't spoil shit for me. And uh-huh. I'm glad I didn't. Uh, this movie is fantastic. I mean, you talk about like nothing like getting a uh, uh, an out of the uh, at least, you know, maybe not out of the park, but certainly a wild home run there on your first at bat as a director there for old star John Krasinski and this bad boy. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of it is him. Um, but you know, this movie would probably be absolutely terrible if the, uh, sound designers. And that's something that I thought of when I was watching it. I was just like, you can just go ahead and put up, uh, an Oscar for this motherfucker right here, right now. Yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the direct, thing is 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 valid because uh aside from sound design what the film's very good at doing is manipulating negative space mm-hmm. and, and off-screen space right in, in other terms um and and just allowing you to insinuate what may be there um lurking out of the edges when there is not a sound that has attracted danger mm-hmm. right so the thing that might be waiting should you make the noise too loud it's like it could be too you could be like right on you it could be way out there you literally have no idea right and th- and they're not making their move until they know there's something to hunt so it's a it's a constant you know it's a constant fear of something being out there. Again, we're going to spoil some stuff here because I think it's important that we do spoil some stuff here because otherwise we just go, it was great, there's not a lot of dialogue. Uh, but there is a lot of subtitles in it, which I thought was uh, great. A lot of uh, American Sign Language is used in this uh, flick, uh, which is yes. which is great. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> so the movie starts out, which I thought was really great, and talk about a way of really introducing a movie and saying, here are the stakes. Wow, is that you know they yeah. they go through and as you see in the trailer, you probably heard in the trailer there a little one of their sons uh, goes through and puts some uh, batteries in a toy that he found in like an old drugstore or something. Dad took those batteries out, put the little spaceship down, and says like, "No, we can't do this." The kid you know secretly takes it, takes the batteries, and as they're going back, pl- puts the batteries inside the thing, lights her up. Tons of lights and noise come out of this little thing, and then one of these monsters comes and swoops the kid up. That's how the yeah. movie starts. So, man, oh, man, <clears throat> coming right in there and, and just showing you that right off the bat was amazingly powerful. Uh, yeah, it's it sets the world up nicely. So why, right, like it gets really quickly into why they're doing this, why they're communicating in this way. Um, 
you learn a lot about the characters in that opening 10 minutes or so, um, uh, specifically about their uh, daughter, Reagan, who, you know, we learn is deaf. Uh, that's real, by the way. Uh, Millicent Simmons, who plays the daughter, has mm-hmm. been deaf uh, since since birth. Um, and, uh, you know, um, it, it just it just gives you a really nice entryway into the into the rules of the world without uh, kind of over explaining things. Right. There's not news reports that are coming in. We get some of that stuff, but it's not like, oh, there's people on um, on TV explaining what the parameters are as the credits roll here's out. Here's the thing and like all the that. other like, stuff. And there's, this, there's the one. It's a big thing in apoca- post-apocalyptic movies. Right. Yeah. Is, is that opening uh, scroll. But here you're just kind of thrown in and it's. Uh, really, uh, as it turns out, really just a movie about these four people, um, and, and how they survive. Yeah. I want to touch real quick, uh, speaking of like in the beginning and sound design and everything, one of the great things that they do to really set up, uh, her character and everything is that whenever we have a single shot of the daughter, all, everything goes quiet. Not you can't oh, yeah. hear sound. Well, you come back to the, you, two shots or more shots. We get we get our full sound back and everything going back and forth and giving us putting us in the place of where that daughter would be. It's very nice. Yeah, well, well, and it's not just for her. Like the movie, the sound design in this film plays around with subjective and objective sound a whole lot. So, um, right, like w- when we first see John Krasinski toying around with his radio apparatus, right, trying to communicate with people. Um, who may or may not still be surviving out there, uh, and he puts on his, his headphones, mm-hmm. the sound sound switches us into hearing that. Right. Right? Um, when, uh, when we are in um, the headspace of the creature, it, it does that kind of subjective sound, right? And it's typically tied with uh, uh, how the daughter's character's uh, hearing aid is, is interacting with them, but it's still a subjective sound, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the movie really is masterfully done in that way. Uh, you, you could use this movie, this is how well-made it is, you could use this movie to teach everything you would need to teach in a film aesthetics course. Yeah, for sure. All, all about sound design, all about editing, all about framing, all about acting styles, uh, everything set, that you would need is on sense, set, set, set design, right? Yeah, all that kind of good lighting, stuff. everything. Mm. Um, and, and that, I think that's pretty rare. I mean, you, you get a lot of, uh, uh, um, films that you can do that with. I mean, you can literally do it with any film, but if you wanted to be like, here's what you can do when it's good and it's all good and it adds up, this is this. Yeah, I mean, aside from, you know, getting actors to work with dialogue, it, it, you got everything else, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, because it, it just, it delivers in so many things well, like that. Well, the, except you even do have dialogue. You do, you do. But I mean, not like as like, you know, not, not like a mammoth, you know, flick or something like that. Oh, yeah, no. Uh, but th- that being said stuff, what is great is is that balance like you were saying is here's when we put music here's when we don't put music here you know specifically we're showing you what you need to see there's nothing nothing's really wasted in this movie and that's what's what's nice everything is there for a specific reason every shot is there to tell you part of this story 
You don't you don't yeah. sit around and you know fumble. There's no wasted lines or energy. Everything in there is done for a reason because when you have to go through and sign everything that you're doing, you're probably not going to have large giant you know meaningless conversations. Everything that you're going to say to the other person is going to be very pertinent, especially if you're in a situation where it could mean life or death 24/7 365. That being right. said, what is also great with that, not only do we get the amazing stakes of losing the child in the in the in the first scene and everything, we also get you know as because then we transfer on how many odd days, three four hundred days, something along those lines. Yeah, and then we get an amazing ticking time bomb of a pregnancy. Holy crap! I mean, you know, like that right there, I was just like, "You motherfucking yeah. geniuses!" What a well, genius! And there are move. so many great pieces that play along in that, right? Like, like the the, the nail in the floorboard. Mm-hmm. Um, like all of it is just uh, executed in a very strategic way to ratchet up tension and keep it going and keep it going and keep you uh, just entirely involved in what's going on. Um. Yeah, it's it's just a really fucking good movie. It's, yeah, it's just it's it's edge of your seat. Uh, like it's 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 an hour and a half, but man, oh man, it's brisk and fast, and like it it's mm-hmm. over before you know it. But you have such a good time doing it, and uh, I, I I can't praise it enough. This is uh, it's it's on the short list right now for for great flicks of the year, and I they're talking about it for the love of all that is holy. Do not make a sequel to this Hollywood. Stop it. Just stop no. it. This movie is good. Don't you don't need to make. They said that this was almost uh, a candidate to be another Cloverfield movie, which it certainly could have been, I suppose, if you kind of go. No, I, don't, I don't want any more movies in this thing. Weird logic uh, they do, but it doesn't need to if, be that. If they're going to go back and uh, and make a sequel of a of a su- semi successful indie horror film like this, um, like I'm much more interested in an It Follows sequel. That would be a better idea. I'm much more interested in whatever the hell that would be. But at the same time, part of me doesn't want to see that either. Like, if you're yeah, going well, to. I, I don't. I, I mean, I wouldn't care. That's what I'm saying. Like, if that came out, I could see, like, okay, that's fine. This, I don't think it's. This film is about the execution mm-hmm. and not about the greater world, right? Right. No one cares, like, ooh, where did they come from? It's like, no one. That, it's The best part is you do don't know you don't care you never find out and there's no reason for you ever to and fuck the ending is so great and strong i love it it is just yeah. that like and, boom badass and once you figure love that it. out what is there in a sequel what exactly who cares right you've got the you've got the key to defeating literally every one of them which is what the ending is about yeah so uh, uh, shut up we don't need it yeah don't do a sequel <laughs> what a what a total fucking waste of time uh yeah. so yeah man there we go. We did it. We got a whole big old giant show out there for you. We covered, I think, a good amount of stuff in a very slow, uh, quick amount of time. Yep. Uh, but are we going to stop? The answer to that is, of course, no. Uh, we'll be covering Isle of Dogs next week. Along with, mm-hmm. uh, uh, ra- uh, well, I may do, I don't know, if you don't get to Rampage, I'll definitely. Oh, I'm uh, doing Rampage. Okay. Well, I think I'm going to get. <laughs> We may, tickets, bitch. we may do Rampage as a separate set, uh, uh, maybe a separate, it depends on what Matt's timing <laughs> is. I don't know. Figure it out. But Because uh, Justin wants to come back on for Rampage. Uh, and I definitely, you know, all that shit's right up his fucking alley. Uh, so we got that Truth or Dare coming out from Blumhouse. Uh, uh, I, I'm Look, man, this Blumhouse, I'm on board with whatever they want to do. 
uh, Beirut, and maybe a couple more, man. Who's to say? But uh, check us out at thefilmfind.com. We can always do that. And, of course, follow us over there, man, on the tweets. Uh, we're st- I'm starting to get back into Twitter, mostly because I'm fighting with people, and it's kind of fun. I see what you I see what you get out of it. It is, it is kind of a – it's a fun way to just go fuck you to other people. Uh, <laughs> in the well, main- I mean, I, I actually don't interact that much with those people. But, I've been doing that but, a little bit. But it is better week. than Facebook because, uh, like, if you do it, and even if you don't block them, uh, you can just mute them, mm-hmm. which uh, drives them nuts because you don't even know you're they're replying to you. <laughs> Ooh, I didn't even think about that, but that's, that's it's good. not a bad idea. Uh, in the meantime, uh, where if they were to go on the Internet, speaking of which, where might they find oh, some of your things? Uh, just follow my Instagram. That's probably the safest at this <laughs> point in my life. Uh, I mean, my Twitter is good, but it, it waffles between like ironic depression tweets uh political tweets mostly retweets i don't i don't comment that uh, that much myself these days um and 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 other uh like odds and ends uh attempts at being funny and weird uh, which i think are hilarious but no one ever cares about (laughs) so uh follow me on instagram uh at matt underscore boyd underscore smith uh you can find me on there uh pictures of my dog dick tracy comics uh booze i'm drinking Things like that. There you go. And, of course, I'm uh, at Adam Portress. Follow at your uh, leisure. Uh, The film find Hero Movie Podcast, HeroMoviePodcast.com. Like I said, next week, well, I don't know if I said this on the show or the pre-show or whatever, uh, but we're doing a couple episodes of Legion coming back. Season two, man. Uh, uh, We were, you know, we love season one, so uh, I think season two is going to be probably pretty good as well. I haven't watched any of them as of this recording, so uh, why don't you tune in and uh, listen to it, man. We'd like to... uh, have you on board uh, so that is it everybody uh man welcome back to the show it's, it's it's glad to know that you haven't abandoned us like uh like our uh you know drunken stepfather who said he was going out to get cigarettes well you got me uh, at least two more weeks at least two and more then weeks gotta, then i've got to take at least a week off because i won't be uh here i'll be, be in la mm. put in your uh put in your stuff now everybody uh the film find uh, patrons y'all get uh, first uh, crack if you want to come on and co-host so uh do all that good stuff that's it everybody join us next week when we do whatever the hell it is that we're gonna do for matt smith i'm adam portress take it easy everybody open up your window let some air into this room i think i'm almost choking from the smell of stale perfume and that cigarette you're smoking i'm scared you have to death open up the window sucker let me catch my breath